This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. John, as far as other things going on that, uh, that listeners to this podcast would be interested in, um, Deshaun Watson had quite a day on Friday. Uh, finally apologized to the women that he, quote, impacted. Give me a break. In an in-house interview. interview. It was 90 seconds long. And it felt very contrived and very scripted. I, I, there's less to dig into with Watson's actual performance on the field because he was only in for a couple of series other than to say he, he airmailed his first pass, had a couple of drops. It looked sloppy. The spacing was bad. You know, he, like, he looked like somebody who hasn't handed off a football nor thrown a football competitively for a while. We'll wait and see if he winds up playing. Their next game is actually the, one of the later games this weekend. They play on Sunday afternoon this weekend. So we'll see if the NFL does anything. But John, you alluded to it. What did you think of the uh, What did you think of the apology from Deshaun Watson? I didn't buy it. It was it was contrived, as you mentioned. It's too late. Um, they're not going to pay any attention to it. It should have been a long time ago. And when he was saying that he had nothing to be remorseful for because he didn't do anything, so did he do anything or did he not? And it was very awkward. And during the game, that video that's been viewed by millions where the fans in the end zone with him taking snaps right in front of him was you sick bleep, you mm -hmm. sick bleep. And he's going to get that everywhere he goes. Now, I'm guessing that he can maybe tune it out, compartmentalize it, but he's going to get that the rest of his career, just like Jose Altuve is going to be booed the rest of his career. The key is can Watson react the way Altuve does because it seems to fuel Altuve and it makes him even better. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, John, Deshaun Watson seems like somebody, and I'm, I'm not talking in the last year and a half, I'm talking the body of work. He seems like someone who needs to be liked. He seems like someone who likes being popular. I think we all look, we all like to be liked and get adulation and things like that. Um, but Deshaun Watson, as we're learning now has an image that's been so crafted and fabricated in some ways so that he is popular. I, I, I think it's going to be fascinating to see how he reacts to being a guy with a, with a target on his back. I guess my issue, John, with the apology, and you kind of alluded to it, you said the words too late. He's too late with everything. Every, every step along the way with this whole saga with him 
has he's been this is what I said on our show this morning. He's five years late to the prom on everything like he when when these lawsuits all started popping up in March and April of last year, everybody's saying, settle them, just settle them. And he doesn't. He tries to fight it and, quote, clear his name. And what does he end up doing a year later? He winds up settling them. The NFL sits down to try to settle with him on a punishment. And he digs his heels in and doesn't want to settle on a punishment until the league is very clear that they want to suspend him for a year. And now he's trying to get them back to the table to settle again. Um, Apology. You know, in March at his press conference, he said, I have no regrets. He was adamant. He had no regrets about anything until the league says that the reason we're looking to suspend you is because you show no remorse. And so all of a sudden he wakes up on Friday with all sorts of remorse in his heart and wants to apologize, even counseling, John. Like when they asked him at his press conference, do you plan on attending counseling at his March press conference? So they introduced him and he not only say no, he said, I don't have a problem. Now he's out front saying, well, I'm going to keep going with this counseling. You know, this is I'm going to keep making a better me. All of these things unto themselves that he's doing makes sense. Like it made sense to settle. It makes sense to apologize. It makes sense to go seek counseling. But he only does them when he's backed into a corner and his career and his money are threatened. That's the problem I have. And that's I just feel like it's completely insincere. And honestly, if I were the league looking at this apology, if he's expecting the league to look at this as some box that he's checking to get 12 games instead of 17 games, I'd tell him to go pound sand. (laughs) That's my feeling on it. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I would like to know who it was close to him, because I don't think it was Rusty Harden, who advised him not to settle originally with Ashley Solis, who who suggested or let him go with the insulting tweet about uh, Tony Busby, mm-hmm. earning Busby's wrath, and then not settling before he so he could be traded to Miami. Didn't hear wouldn't hear of settling until the Thursday before the Tuesday deadline when they had the trade worked out with the Dolphins. So he's gotten bad advice somewhere, and I wonder if that person is still with him or he's been cut out of his entourage. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. I was thinking about that this weekend, John. Like, okay, who is advising this guy? Because he's he's got, a, he's got an army of people. I, I'm with you. I 100% don't think it's Rusty Harden that's giving him any of this advice to the extent where I honestly think like Rusty Harden probably got handed this – you know, the, he got handed this poker hand at the table when he sat down knowing he was going to defend Deshaun Watson. And I'm guessing there's a lot of stuff throughout this whole thing where even Rusty Harden deep down is rolling his eyes at this <laughs> stuff. You know, he's getting paid a lot of money to defend Deshaun. So he's got to be his advocate. But Rusty is one of the smartest people that we know. Like even Rusty had to look at some of this stuff and go, OK, well, I got to kind of bite my, you know, bite my uh, lower lip here as I sit okay, here. And now, say wait these a minute. Things. Wait a minute. If you're going to say Rusty. He said, I got to bite my lower lip. You got to say it like Rusty would say it. (laughs) I tell you, I'm looking at this stuff that Deshaun is, uh, I see the evidence and I see what he's doing and I got to bite my lower lip as I say this. So I'm here. I go. I'm going to say it. A happy ending is not a crime. If you go and you make someone to feel uncomfortable (laughs) or you say something, it's not a crime. I love Rusty Harden. 
I love when you do Rusty Harden. <laughs> Rusty, uh, John, I need I need to do a podcast someday where it's Rusty Harden and Lou Holtz just talking to each other. Back hey, and I'll forth. be ready. <laughs> They'll call it the Octogenarian Podcast. <laughs> uh, so um, so that's so that's Deshaun. 